Primo production, she put on for a shot. In this big city, I want them to mention me. <laughs> Talk your shit, Bree. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Bring More Productions podcast. Today, I have two special guests, um, Aisha Green and Candice Gwynn. So, today we're going to talk about the Yanni's theme and everything particular um, when it comes to the Yanni. You guys, I, everybody should know Maisha. And <laughs> I went to Kansas, people talking about Maisha. So, Maisha, she sells um, products that can benefit your Yanni in many ways. So, Maisha, can you tell us more about your business? Yes. I save all the vaginas. Oh. But, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Like I, it, it seems like everybody in Dallas is starting to come to me for every single thing, and I'm okay with that. But I now work with more stuff from within to help with your vagina. Um, Yoni's themes. I have this is my famous Seamouse tonic. Um, that helps with your whole total body body function. Um. I also educate the women on how to use it, what it's for, what your symptoms, like what diagnosis you have or why you need it, when you need to use it, and any other product that I have that will help with specific things in your body. Yes. So, so if you guys are not aware, Yanni is pretty much vagina. Mm-hmm. So we, we definitely talking about the power of the pussy today. And the benefits of controlling the power of your pussy. Mm -hmm. So, what my favorite products from you is the um, Yanni Steam and the Pussy Oil. (laughs) (laughs) So, can we can we elaborate on the Yanni Steam, and then I would tell everybody the benefits that I have uh, witnessed for myself. So, what exactly is the Yanni Steam? Um, The Yanni Steam um, helps with like your cycle, blood clogs, um, if you have men- if you're going through menopause, um, after you have a baby, tighten it back up, get it, you know, um, everything. And also endometriosis, which is a big thing right now with our black community. It seems like it's coming up a lot. Um, also spirituality. If you're not familiar with that, you can actually um Meditate with that and manifest while you're only steaming. Yeah. Like whatever you want. Um, but just make sure you're in good spirit when you're doing so. Um, and you can also get rid of a, probably an ex or something with it. Um, if you've been raped before or any type of trauma in your womb or whatever it went on, you can release it with that Yoni steam. So it's not just medical. It's a spiritual thing, too. Yes. And before um, my personal experience with the Yanni Steam, I have to Yanni Steam at least three times a month. Because if I don't, then 
I would deal with like the worst cramps mm-hmm. ever. Like I have very severe cramps. And if I don't yawn steam, like if I'm really, really busy, it comes back and it yeah. hit me. And I'm like, I know for a fact the yawning steaming is working because when I do, it's amazing. Like cycle beat, here and gone. Yeah. Feeling good. Yes. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yes, Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my experience, like, before Yanni steaming, my breasts would get, like, huge mm-hmm. and swollen and so tender during my cycle. And then um, I also, like, cramp. Like, I can't move. I don't, I'm I'm in bed. I don't want to do nothing. I'm, I'm in bed for, like, a good day and a half. Like, mm-hmm. no lie. So, before... Um, and then after I start um, Yanni steaming, all that is completely gone. Like, I cycle lasts for like three days, yeah. tops. And I probably have like a little bit cramping, but it's not to the point where I'm not active. I'm not productive. Yeah. You also want to make sure if you have to use it in order to stop getting cramps, make sure there's nothing going on that's forming up also. Because it's supposed to eliminate it. So you may want to go see, make sure. Everything's okay. Could be yeah, I don't, too. What happens like like this past month? It was crazy because the month of September, I didn't I didn't yawn steam at all. Mm-hmm. I was busy. I went on like three trips, mm-hmm. so I I didn't really have time to. Yeah. So when it came around this month, I was like, oh snap, this is about to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you are right. You you have to also make sure that you. Um, do a wellness check yep. of your vagina area. Make sure that you are clear um, health-wise and also when it comes to STDs and stuff. Have you had anyone to come to you regarding STDs? Yes. But I had to redirect them that the Yoni Steam would not, it's not strong enough for that. So I gave them my CMOS tonic. So I'm still waiting on a review for that. Um, apparently she must be doing okay because <laughs> I ain't heard nothing. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, but it's if you say have something like that, you have to get something deeper, like a deeper clean from within. The Yoni Steam can't do everything. Right. But it's other herbs that can do that. So what are the benefits of the sigmos? Ooh. Okay, so it has 102 minerals, over 102 minerals that we have in our body. So the, it's the minerals to help our body heal, let it heal itself. So that's basically what you're doing. You're putting those minerals in your body for it to heal itself from whatever you have going on, whether it's cancer. I can't legally say it will heal or, you know, cure, but um, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, weight loss, um, cleansing the blood, um, thyroids. Just the whole, everything, your whole body, whatever migraines, whatever issue you have going on, that is like the number one I give to everybody. Is it like a detox? Yeah, it's a detox. And now I'm starting to reject me, which is a good thing because I was trying to. So um, if I go to eat something bad, my body responds and be like, no, that's some bullshit. Yeah, my, mine's do too. Yeah, 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 get that out. Like, I don't want that. So it, that's another good thing, too. Um, I crave a lot of water, like a lot, a lot of water when I'm drinking it. Um, and it does help your skin glow. I would say that it helps with so much stuff. It's like endless. I can't just 
pinpoint just, oh, it's just 10 things, it's nose, everything. Why you can't legally say that it cures? Uh, You know, with the FDA. You can't, you can't say that you can legally cure something with some herbs. You know, it's ancient. It was actually illegal. Um, back in the BC times, they took that away from them. And, you know, if you were caught doing it, you know, saying you were curing people, you know, you were. That's crazy, yeah. though, because it comes from the earth, right? Yeah. So they don't want us to be cured from the earth. Yeah, but the Bible says. Man is supposed to help you find out what's going on with you, and you're supposed to get it from the earth. When you get it from the earth, I can't tell you that I can cure you. Yeah. America. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, I heard um, on The Breakfast Club when I was listening to um, the interview with um, Dr. Sabi's kids, mm-hmm. he was, one of his kids was like, Sea moss, sea moss, sea moss, sea moss, blueberries, blueberries, blueberries. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to try this sea moss stuff because mm-hmm. it seemed like it's the way to go. It is. It's I even give start giving it to uh my four-year-old. But she's not vaccinated. So if she get like a little cough, I'll give her like um not even a whole shot, because I tell people to take one shot a day. I give her like a half a shot and she's okay. She's able to heal herself even when without anything. Um, but it's, I would say it's safe enough for everybody to take. If you're giving it to an infant, like five milliliters, it's like, okay. Cause it, it, it's a lot of minerals in it, but, um, yeah, it, you can't go wrong with that. What is your top selling products right now? Mm-hmm. Um, the fertility tonic, the sea moss and the yoni steams. How many babies have you created? <laughs> <laughs> Probably over 20. So Not everybody wants to be open about it. They'll just like inbox me and be like, you know, I don't want to tell nobody because a lot of them go through a lot of miscarriages. So I have a lot of people that I didn't even say nothing about. So it is <laughs> it is possible for your, your womb to be so um, infected that it will block mm-hmm. um, babies and other things. Yeah. And a lot of women are born with blocked tubes too. And you know, they don't find out until they start trying to have a baby. Oh. Yeah. So that's one thing also. I helped a few people unblock their tubes. It's kinda in the endometriosis, I got one girl pregnant off of this finally. That is a big thing in the community right now. A lot of women are affected by that. That's what exactly is that? It looks like the picture of it looks like a spider web like all over your ovaries and like it's tissue just everywhere I and, it, and it, they are in pain a lot they have their their cycles are extremely heavy fibroids to me ain't nothing to compare to how they can you know explain that like and I'm like Ooh. do you think it's the cause of your diet as well it could be because at that point, when they're having fertility issues, I try to tell them, just stay away from meat right now. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, try to eat clean. But it's it's a lot of people don't really listen to that. Because that's, that's a different, that's a lifestyle you got to actually go to. But, yeah, a lot of the food, processed food that we're eating. Uh, no, how many people you know eating raw to heal? Not in our community. Not a lot of people. So... I would say that's the biggest thing. 
uh, right now? I think when it comes to like healthy <clears throat> eating, mm-hmm. a lot of people um, complain about the pricing of fruits and all that good stuff. But honestly, if you go to McDonald's every day, that's $8. Mm-hmm. If you go to Starbucks every day, that's a good 8 bucks. So it's not really as expensive as people make it sound unless you just run into Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. But if you break it down and you like meal plan, you should be fine. Yeah. Or go to Sprouts. Yeah, I love Sprouts. I need to go. I need to go to Sprouts to get my vitamins because um, I've been taking the train to the office and all those germs and shit. I am not trying to. <laughs> I am not trying to get caught up in the winter. Yeah. Oh, I hope you to bring in your goodies. Oh, yeah. I have some elderberries there for you and Johnny. We definitely need it. I'll be on that train. I, I told myself, I'm going to give me a mask. I can smell it. You be like, like ooh, it's Yeah, like and then people, people start coughing and stuff like that. And I don't think Dart even take out the time to disinfect Mm-mm. the seats and the. So I'm about to like be this. like, I'm about to be like Naomi Campbell with uh, wipes and shit on me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not playing. I'm not trying to. Uh-uh. Like I'm already congested now, so I'm like, I'm not trying to get sick. I got too much shit to do. Yeah. Period. So. Um. Let's talk about the pussy oil, which is my my second best. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Ooh, okay. I probably should have mm-hmm. warned y'all that we was gonna be talking about. <laughs> well, hey, they grown. They this. I know year. y'all grown. Everybody needs to know this. This is key information. Like seriously. So, um, yeah. Ooh. So that oil is everything. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. It's called the um, Oracle Pussy Oil. Oracle comes from it's a spiritual thing. You look it up. It's also in the Bible, but okay. Anyways, it's good for like after a wax. Um, it keeps away bacteria infections. Your pee keeps your pH balance up. You don't have to put it directly on there. You can put it in your bath water or in your towel when you're bathing. But me, I put that on like every day. Me it too. feels so good. It's like if I don't use it, it's not a bad feeling. But she don't she she want to be happy all the time. So yes. I gotta put it on. I have to. And I've noticed. Um, I I like recommend it to my friends as well. I was like, y'all, y'all need to go get this oil. And I just like it. I like the feeling of it too. Mm-hmm. And then you you just feel clean. Like yeah. you just. I can't really explain it, but it feels like something that. You know, all the mothers should be given to their daughters. Like. Here goes a package. Here's your pussy oil. Here's your Yanni steam. This is what you need to be a woman. Yes, I can't wait for Cadence. She be girl. Oh, she gonna be sad. She 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 like. Can I do a Yanni steam? No, ma'am. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> what I do notice. Um. Okay. So one day, my husband switched barbers, and he wound up getting like these white patches from getting a shave. I took that pussy oil and put it on his face. Oh. And it cleared it up like that, and it did not come back. Oh wow! So yeah, it's the, I, I put it on my face too. Um, after I do like my face routine, I I do notice it did it did help because I had like so many big bumps, like just I get them mostly like right here, and they went away. 
Yeah, so right after your, I say like a day after your Brazilian wax, mm-hmm. um, that's when you apply the pussy oil. And it also keeps a, it keeps away the um the ingrown. Yeah, ingrown hairs. The ingrown hairs. So, Candace, you're soaking this up. I'm soaking all this <laughs> <laughs> Okay, pussy oil, Johnny Steam. Okay. Yes, and ladies, 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 ladies. This to me, this talk, this conversation is all about self love. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, we we eliminated the men. They are like outside. Like they not involved in this conversation. You you put your health first, and then with the benefits of your health being great, then we can talk about all the. Nasty shit that be on your page. Ooh, they go in. And they go like, in. One girl was like, oh my gosh, I was just so wet. And I was like, yo. <laughs> That's not even nothing compared to my text messages. Oh my God, I know your text messages are so crazy. I'm like, I wonder if she'd be like, this is um too much. I just laugh with them because it's. I, I can't even have no boundaries with it because it's, it's fun to me too. Yeah, but they talk to me like. What's friends. the craziest text message you you have received? Um, I think it was a few women was like because that's when I was selling the unicorn juice like this like consistently. Oh, yeah, yeah. A man was sending him back to get it. He was like, "Damn, you taste so goddamn good." They sending me screenshots, text messages, and I'm just like. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, so, you get pregnant. Hey, I don't got nothing to do with that. I don't got nothing to do with that. You know how to use a condom. Yo, you need to open up a daycare center. Man, I, all those kids you pr- uh, producing, they want me to be a doula. I now. was just about to ask you, are you going to be a doula? Are you going to be a doula? I went to a class. I, I don't think I can deliver a baby, but maybe like the postpartum part. I don't want to do, I don't want nobody life in my hand so I was like maybe a postpartum so I'm gonna try to when I get back focused I'm gonna try to look again into the postpartum part because I was not very I was not interested in the delivery part at all really <laughs> I wasn't it was I was like I know I don't want to do this just sitting in there like Mm-mm. I always I I wanted to be a doula for like a month and a half <laughs> when you when you go to the class it's like Ooh wee! But now I think, cause I'm like super obsessed with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they have the doulas have a breastfeeding part too. I love breastfeeding. Like I, I think that is so beautiful. Really? Yes. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. Like I. It I, makes me so happy. My first experience as a mother, like in the hospital, my first experience as a mother was starving my child Mm -hmm. and that like set off a wave of like postpartum depression for me like breastfeeding was traumatic it was I I couldn't do it before I left the hospital I was like nope cancel bring me the formula let me sign the form I'm not doing this you know what that happened to me as well but I fought the doctor Mm -hmm. we went back because Johnny was like losing so much weight because I didn't want to I didn't want to give him formula and I was like stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. So we had to go back to the hospital and the machine at the hospital worked best 
then a machine that the breastfeeding machine worked best at the hospital because they got the best machine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was pumping like so much there. And she was like, you know what? I think it's just best that you just give your child formula. This would be best for the baby. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And me and the doctor just went back and forth. But see, they don't understand the natural body of a woman because it goes by his stomach. If, if nobody knew that. Like I had to like, when I went to that um, doula class, I learned that. Like, they eat on how big their stomach is. So, if you have, like, a little bit of milk coming out, that's what that's how that's all he needs. That's all he needs. And I had to learn that with Kate. I had to stick with it. I did not give her a bottle at all. Like, it took me a few months to just start, like, kind of wing her off. But I was pumping it out. But I had to realize that, uh, well, no, she's, they eat every hour. Like consistently, and now they can understand. Like, why I'm not getting a lot of milk? And the lady said, she was like, "No, that's just how they eat." See, I didn't have that. I've been cussing our doctor since the Johnny was born. They don't know that like that. That's why they we they need um, not trying to sound like, you know, but we really need like a black um. I'm gonna try to say breast breastfeeding class because it's a lot of stuff they didn't teach us when we was giving birth. A lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. That's the reason why I have you here on the podcast now because <laughs> us, it's a lot of us that don't know shit about our coochies. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, I still have to explain what the vulva is to people. And not to be talking about people, but I do have to explain it a lot to a lot of grown people. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like women, women, we we were taught that we are only here to be the male consumption. Mm-hmm. When there's other things that underlies your womanhood besides giving up your pussy, and if you're gonna have it, you need to make sure that you're gonna take care of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I was like, let me invite you because I don't want it to be like a, a episode where we just talking about sex and how to satisfy a man. No, I'm putting your health first and mm-hmm. saying fuck these niggas right now. Let's talk about your health. Yeah, because. That's how we look forward to. Like, that's the only thing we have to look forward to as a woman. Like, oh, eventually you're going to get pregnant. Okay, can you tell me more about myself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you clean yourself? How, how do you operate as a woman? Like, we don't even know that. Yeah. We don't even know the difference between the clit and the, you know, like, it's a lot. So, mm-hmm. that's why it was very important to me to have this conversation. We are the tree of life. So that means we create the life. <laughs> exactly. So. I tell people all the time, like, we assist God with giving life. Mm-hmm. So, oh, let's not even talk about that. Because I just had a deep debate about this with my son's father. It's like, bruh, chill out. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm carrying this. I carry that baby for nine months. Like, this whole... A whole nine months. Still working, still going to school. And then when he gets out, I still got to make sure he eats because I wasn't going to give him no formula. Mm -hmm. I breastfed for like a good eight months. Yeah. So I'm at work pumping. And yeah, my first day at work, I'm just feeling. I'm like, I looked at the manager like, what you want me to do? Just go. (laughs) Boy, 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 boy. Boy. So, um, we also have Candace here to talk about marriage. And yesterday on Facebook, I made a statement. I asked a question and people was like going off. So the question I asked, (laughs) 
I swear every time I fucking say anything on Facebook, that's why I have to be very careful about what I say because people take that shit to heart. Um the one I asked the question as I asked the question, we gonna I'm gonna say the question and then we're gonna um take a break. So the question was does individuality goes out the window once you become married? That was the question. So we on the um Maisha gotta go pick up the babies <laughs> and if oh tell the people how they can reach you. Um go to my Instagram, please. I'm over capacity on Facebook. Um at K Marie underscore Yoni Care. And when you Google me, put K Marie on the care, I'm gonna pop up. Hey, so you got Google your SEO. Google me. That's good though. That's what's up. Thank you so much for coming out. And um, if y'all have any questions regarding your Yanni, you can direct them to me, and I direct them to her. Like if I cannot answer your question, because I've been on this thing for about a year now, so if I can't answer your question, I will direct you to her. Um, Aisha, thank you so much for um coming out to the Brimore. Productions podcast. Y'all, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors and we're going to answer that question. We'll be right back. Okay, you guys, we are back and we still have Candace with us and we are here to talk about the little question that I posted on Facebook. Does individuality goes out the window once you become married? So, I'm going to read a few comments that um, I received. So, um, this guy named Cornelius, sorry to point you out, Cornelius, but, uh, yeah, he said, you are no longer an individual when you become married. You are committed to one, one another. Individuality is rooted in selfishness. If you still want this, then you, you should not marry. <sighs> How you feel about that? I, I can understand where he's coming from. And I think my response on there, and you can fact check me, but I think my response was to a some degree, yes, your individuality, I was, it doesn't completely go out the window, no, because at the end of the day, you're still you, you're still who you are. I've been married six years, going on seven years, and I'm not, I'm, I'm still very much who you are, who I am. Yeah. But there are, you know, like we were talking about yesterday, there are some parts of myself that I did not give up, but essentially just trade in some of those individual parts for just some of those collective benefits. And that naturally happens when two people get married and you you become one unit like it is what it is. And I had this, um, I asked my cousins, we have like this little group chat and I asked my cousins, I was like, hey, what do y'all think about this question? And one of my cousins, let me see what she said. She said um, that she notices, notices it more people kind of losing their individuality, the ones that marry earlier, as opposed to the ones that marry later. And I was like, yo, yeah, get out of my business. Right. Um, because I got married at 23. And me and my husband had this discussion probably like a week or two ago. And, you know, my friends are like, you know, you're kind of different now. Like, what's going on? And I'm trying to 
quote unquote, discover myself as an individual. And it's nearly impossible when you're married to try to find yourself as an individual because I don't exist as an individual anymore. Mm. I have a husband, I have a daughter. And that's because I didn't, I didn't really find myself as an individual before I got married. And so now I'm trying to kind of learn a completely do a completely new me and try to integrate this woman I've become into my marriage. And a lot of times I know for my husband, he's just like, bro, who is you? Yeah. And it's difficult sometimes, but it just comes with it. When you're, when you don't know yourself as an individual before you get married. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I, I rock with that. And I feel like my thing was that, me losing myself in a marriage or in in a in a relationship, that's like one of my biggest fears mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. because I am who I am, and the reason why I'm so blessed of all the many things that I have is I got it from just simply being myself. Mm-hmm. You know, just so I could just imagine if I let go of who I am to appease a relationship. That's like one. That's like like, if you want to kill me, <laughs> tell me, Brie, you can't be yourself. Mm-hmm. Brie, you can't do that. Brie, you can't do this. If it, Especially if it's something that enhances me as a person and, and it just comes naturally to me. And you tell me, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's one of the things that would really put me in my grave if I cannot be myself. So I can just imagine um, being in a relationship and I have to cease who I am just to make sure that this relationship flows. And I'm like, what type of relationship is that? Because clearly who I am is what attracted you. Mm-hmm. So can we can we elevate me as an individual and we can elevate you at the same time and then come together as this powerful, beautiful black love? Like you can would we do that? have you yes, you and you have to. For you, Bree, you are very much your own woman. And everybody that follows you know that. Oh, you, that you are very much Bree Moore all day, every day. And whoever you marry is going to love that about you. That's that's going to be something that draws him to you and he won't want to take that away from you. But he will definitely have to be secure in his own individuality too. Just like you've taken the time to kind of to really get to know yourself and understand who you are as a woman, he will really have to take the time to understand himself and get to know himself as a man prior to y'all getting married. And then when y'all do come together, that's just going to be one big black love. It's going to be a exhibition. (laughs) But you've done this already. Yeah. 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 Prior to getting married. But when you get married, people kind of forget you don't stop developing as a person. You don't stop developing as a person. It is for the for the benefit of the marriage itself. But as you grow, your spouse should be growing because <laughs> heaven forbid one of y'all elevating and the other one's not. There's gonna always there's gonna be some type of resentment, but they have if if you've grown and secured and been secure as an individual and your spouse has had the opportunity to develop and be secure as an individual, when you start to grow 
and you start to develop, they'll notice it in you because they've been there before. Right. And so they'll your marriage should be a safe space for you both to do that. Yeah. Um, I know for us it was difficult because I I never had um when we got married, like the day we got married, I moved my stuff out of my parents' house. I had never lived away from home. Oh, he had okay. Um, he had lived on his own. He knew how to pay bills. He knew how to take care of like adult responsibilities. I was just coming from mom and daddy's house, and to to some degree, I was I really didn't know who I was, and so I kind of grew into this like identity. Like my marriage was kind of my identity, and then after we had Scooch, then it was like wife and motherhood. And then I was like, I gotta be more than this. Exactly. Like I can't just be a wife and a mother. And like you that's know what? more to me than that's that. That's exactly what Steph Curry's wife was saying. That Look, everybody did not get. People tore me apart when I stood behind her. On I that. stood I was behind like, her I too. Get it. I get it. And people was like, No, no, no. She just being selfish. She just trying to be out here. Home. That's like, not no. being selfish. She just simply what you just said. She just wanted um an identity of outside own. of her marriage, outside mm-hmm. of motherhood. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of like. That's kind of like people still recognizing Beyonce of who she is outside of being Blue's mama and outside of being Jay-Z's because wife. Because prior to being Mrs. Carter or Mama Beyonce, she was very much Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. All on her own. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what she was saying. That's exactly what Aisha. We didn't Aisha, know Aisha Curry before. I didn't know Aisha she was, that's the All Curry's I know it was Aisha That's Curry. Riley Mama. Exactly. And she wanted... Like it's got to be more to me than this. Exactly. And when you're trying, when you finally figure that out, and you're like knee deep in your marriage, and it's like you go into your spouse like, I'm trying to find myself, and your husband like, but I know you. Like I married you. This is who you are. And you like, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, there's a whole lot more to me than that, and I know that now. And. Lucky so this, me, this is what you was cool talking about. Yeah. This is what you was talking about with the whole compromising. Mm-hmm. At one point, if your spouse feel like, yo, I'm a little lost. I, I want to find who I am as an individual. That's when the other spouse come in and say, okay, I'm able to compromise my our time so you can have your time. Right. Okay. Right. Because now there's there's a lot that I'm into as an individual. You know, I have like Dash Style Ministry, Studio 2020, and like all of this is is new. And my husband is like, this stuff is great, but I didn't even know you had this stuff in you. Oh. And I'm like, bruh, I didn't either. Like this is I just I'm a whole new person now. And he but He's allowed our marriage to be a safe space for me to grow in because, like I said, prior to us getting married, he knew who he was as an individual. He had gone through the process of, like, growth and development already. So when he saw me trying to do the same, he was like, you need this because you never had this opportunity. So let me give you the space to do it. And sometimes he do have to be like, bro, come on now. I, you know, we ain't spent no time together in the past two weeks. And he'll, you know, he'll be like, look, I understand, you know, you've been working hard, you've been going, but like, just give me tonight. And I'll be like, you know what? You deserve it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And so that's why I say, you know, sometimes you do have to, and that's, you know, now I'm having to kind of sacrifice this individual time and this individual effort to like 
be a wife and be a mother and be a companion. And that's, I mean, that's cool. I'm okay with that. Like, this is what I signed up for um, when I decided to marry him. So I know a lot, and I know a lot of women won't get that, you know, opportunity. Just, just depending on who you married to. Yeah, a lot of women don't get that opportunity. Yeah, though. so I mean, I'm blessed with that, you know, with the husband who allows me to, you know, to find myself as, as find myself as an individual, but then also pull this stuff into our marriage because I can't be like, you know, living on the outside of my marriage and then like coming back like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, I have to kind of integrate the two. It, and it's possible, yeah, though. It's very possible. It's, it's very, very possible. And that's that was my whole debate that you can be able to have both of the those worlds and be able to share that world mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. your spouse. It's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. And then my other my other notion was like, I feel like in today's world, insecurity is like the foundation of a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. and it's pathetic. Like it's real to me. It's really pathetic. Like I, I, I have a lot of guy friends, and all of my friends be like, "Oh, I can't say this, or I can't do that." Recently, oh, I hope you're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, I love you, bro. But um, recently I had a friend, and he came at me like I was a dummy. Like I, I want to know what was going on. He was like, do you think we flirt a lot? And I'm like, why are you asking me this question? You know, we just friends. Like, we just kicking it. Like, you know, it has already been established Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. that I'm just your friend. So Mm -hmm. why are you texting me? Do you think we flirt a lot? So now I'm like, your girlfriend is in your head. Right. But that's nothing but insecurity coming from her. Because if you go to my page, you say, you know, she got her own shit. She doing big things. She's attractive. I don't want you to be her friend. And then the next following day, he comes to me and be like, yo, I was on Instagram and I noticed that I had you blocked. And I'm like, you had me blocked. He was like, yeah, you was blocked. <laughs> you get blocked, Bree. And I'm like, okay, so you blocked me. He was like, no, I don't know how that happened. And again, oh, I'm like, you don't, you don't know. Well, First of all, okay, so his birthday was coming up. He was like, yeah, my girl going to reach out to all my friends via Instagram, so be on the lookout. And I was like, okay, okay. So when he told me that I was blocked, I was like, boy, you done gave your girlfriend access to your phone. <laughs> she done blocked my ass. <laughs> I said, in my head, I'm like, bro, it's your girlfriend, but I don't want to be the person mm-hmm. that creates chaos mm-hmm. in a relationship. So I didn't say shit. I'm saying it now. But I didn't say, I didn't say anything. And I'm like, yo. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship where it's, like, so many insecurities that I can't even be friends with mm-hmm. the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Or I can't even, like, kick it with somebody because mm-hmm. you so insecure. Like, yeah, when I get married, that shit going to be so dope. And it's going to be so aligned because I'm not with the shit. It has to be. I mean, you get married and then... You know, you're going to know your spouse's friends. You're going to know who they cool with. Bree, you meet people all the time. Yeah. And your spouse is going to know that you meet people all the time. So it ain't going to be nothing new, you know, for new numbers, new Facebook friends, whatever. You blowing up there. (laughs) But (laughs) the issues that I see, I know from, like, friends that I have, is, like, these new friends. Like, bro, y'all hella close. 
where she come from? Oh yeah, new friends. Like new friend, like it be these new friends, like cause y'all done got to know each other pretty good over the past month. But you ain't invited her over to the house when we have all our other friends at the house for Sunday dinner. Yeah. Where's she been at? See, I don't now see, that's, that's different. That's different. That's that's different. Let me meet a new friend. Yeah, that's cool. Of course, it's all my new friends. All my new friends know my husband. I, I I don't, you know what? I actually had an issue with this in my past relationship. Like, okay, so boom. Every time he's in the car with somebody, he'd be like, yo, Bree, say hi to yada, yada, da. I'm like, okay, hi. Even when I don't feel like talking, I'm like, yo, do I really have to say hi mm-hmm. to these motherfuckers? And then it was one instance where he have his friend in the car, but I didn't even know she was in the car until after she got out the car, like, later on in the evening. And I'm like, he was like, yeah, she was cracking on me because of what you said to me. And I'm like, how she know what I said to you? Oh, because she was in the car with me. Why you didn't Why you didn't tell me that she was in the car with you? Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with that? Because if anybody else is riding with you, you quit right. to say, yo, Bree, uh-huh. in the car, say what's up. So why, why ain't uh, about her? Uh, I said, uh. So your new friend ain't good enough to meet me. Or ain't good enough to meet her. What is it? What is it? Girl, a big ass fiasco mm-hmm. after that. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it made it seem like I was insecure. But I'm like, no, there's just something. No, you're not insecure. You notice that red flag. Like I know you. If I'm fucking with you, I know. I know you. you. So why you hiding this? Huh? Mm-hmm. What's going on mm-hmm. with it? Huh? Mm-hmm. What's going on? It's like, oh, they been on each other and all this this stupid shit, but. I'm like, um, yeah, it's just certain things that's not acceptable. But at the same time, if a friend been around for a minute, mm-hmm. don't don't let that get to you. Don't. Like, no, don't, no. What I hate to see is, I hate to see the shared Facebook pages. <laughs> like, why? Why are y'all sharing? And this is just me. This is just my opinion. I feel like why are you sharing Facebook pages with your your spouse? Like to me, that's disturbing. We don't share Facebook page, by the way. I can't tell you who he following. I don't know. I don't know either. And quite frankly, I don't. I don't care. care. I don't care. I have had. I, we see this on social media all day, where girls are talking about how they they follow their dudes. They know who they like. Um, what uh pages they like. Um, the comments they like, the females that they come in. I don't know I'll none of that. I'll be like, how do, I was, I'll be like, do Facebook show you your friends that likes? I, I don't even be knowing. I don't even be knowing. I don't, I don't know. I'm a whole baby mama at you. Look. And I can't even like, I can't even tell you what my baby daddy be up to. I'm a whole wife. I can't tell you where my husband is right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, because eventually everything is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel. What's going on in the dark will eventually come out to mm-hmm. light. Eventually, you're going to find out. And then you know your partner so much, you know when that person is like acting shady. You know. You know. You feel it. Okay, something is up with this nigga. Like, what's going on with you? That's how I found out old girl was in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, nah, you don't do that. Nah, nah, this is, nah, this is some new behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you. Uh-huh. Down to like the point where I know. Y'all, it's been times when this nigga's eating chicken. I know exactly what he's eating. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the other... I'm all the way in Dallas. You in Philly. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're eating for lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you. So you cannot... 
come at me with that that little dumb shit. So now y'all know my business. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all know exactly what's going on. But anyways, I just I don't know. I don't think I don't think I would be in, uh, successful in a relationship if I have to like completely just change. Like no, you in in a relationship you should not have to completely change who you are you shouldn't have to give up who you are no no I'm not saying that at all but when you do get married there there will be like I said before there are some parts of your individuality that you'll not give up but just exchange for some collective benefits like the the parts of you that you're exchanging you're getting back double with your spouse or you should be getting back double with your spouse right like i don't see nothing wrong with your spouse saying you know you've been working hard can you give me some of your time i see nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that but to tell an individual to like give up who they are that's yeah. crazy because there's there's never been a conversation in our house about like you know as much new stuff as i'm into or trying to do he's never been like nah you can't do that you're gonna have to get that up it's always what you need me to do to help. And a lot of times, most of the time, I'm just like, you know, nothing. I just, I just need your support. And what I'm really trying to say is, you know, I know this is going to be difficult. You know, I know this is going to take a lot of my time. So just keep me accountable to, you know, my commitment to our family. You know, if you see that I've been spending too much time here and I'm neglecting time at home, just let me know. Yeah. I had another comment on, on the post that I made on Facebook as well. Um, Tamara, which is also one of my Philly fam, she said that she gave up her individuality. She lost herself and um, she was depressed about a lot of things within her marriage. And then once she got a divorce, she got back to the things she loved and slowly started loving herself again. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Did she get married young? I don't know. I wonder. She and I guess it really, it really don't have, I guess it has less to do with age than, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about before, like just not knowing. I think a lot of people look at marriage like. Before you get married. That, I think it's that too. But I think it's also like the, the rules and regulations of what society has mm -hmm. placed on mm -hmm. marriage. Like, you like, oh, we can't do this no more. We can't do this anymore. We got to be strictly, like. Like, no, you absolutely can do all these things. Right. Like, you might have to do them with your spouse. But if you don't enjoy doing this stuff with your spouse, like, who you married to? I was watching this um, Netflix special with, um, I think his name is Dion. I forgot his last name. But he was talking about marriage. And he was like, I don't understand why. People be living in the, the same household and they're not completely honest with each other. Like y'all are, y'all have invested in um, a house together. Y'all mm -hmm. have invested in children, but y'all still find ways to lie to each other about the simplest things like purchasing shoes. Like you purchase a pair of shoes, you know, it's like, oh, I got to hide these shoes with my husband before you come home. <laughs> or a lot of men feel like if they like engaging in porn, like, oh, let me. Let me hurry up and watch this before my wife get uh -huh. home. And it's like, you probably got a wife that's in the other room. She probably watching porn. <laughs> she too. probably listening for you to see when your computer closed. So she closed hers. Right. 
So instead of y'all hiding these simple things from each other, y'all can really be like, oh, word? That's what you like to do? Let's do it together. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, I understand that. That makes a lot of sense. And it's a lot of marriages that are based off of that. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why a lot of people get divorced because they feel like they get tired mm-hmm. of the of the lying and it's just so many misconceptions about marriage. It is. We, I mean, like, we get married because it's convenient. I mean, we've just been together so long, and we love each other. But where's the elevation? Like, that's cute. Maybe y'all just friends. But, like, are you really ready to, like, commit to this individual? So what what exactly is marriage to you? Girl, like, what is a successful marriage? Oh, like, one sentence, Brie? I know it's it's going to be a lifetime. And then your, your answer mm-hmm. is going to be different from your answer prior to you getting married. Mm-hmm. And then you might come back later and be like, Brie, I want to change I changed my, my answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, that's growth, mm-hmm. though. There's not really a direct answer to mm-hmm. this question. But right now, in this moment, mm-hmm. what is a, a successful marriage to you? A successful marriage to me is one that honors God and that puts God puts God first and then the marriage follows it. And I think that's like the simplest answer I can give because like the more I've tried to answer this question, because you're not the first person to ask, you know, we have, you know, a lot of friends are like, you know, we want what y'all got, we want what y'all got. We'd be like, for real? Because we, <laughs> we still learning what we got. Yeah. But the more I'm asked this question, the more I try to figure out like the best answer for it in our marriage, which I consider successful. Like I just look to what God wanted this marriage to be. Is this marriage what God wanted it to be? And if I can come out with a yes, then that's fine because the way that God intended marriage to be, not the way that we interpret it, but the way that God intended marriage to be, you know, was very specific. And it was kind of like a perfect design. And we've gotten away from that perfect design to make it convenient for us as individuals and just to kind of keep up with whatever society says, well, this is what we want a marriage to look like. And marriage is not for everybody, you know, I've read or saw somewhere like this is why Jesus didn't get married because he knew Jesus knew if if we looked at marriage the way the Bible describes marriage, you know, and Christ being married to the church and we're committed to our spouse the way that Christ was committed to the church like they never existed outside of one another. And if you look at it like that and that type of commitment. For Jesus to have been married to a woman would have distracted him from everything else he would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my human marriage, I have to be as committed to my husband. And he has to be as committed to me as Christ was committed to the church. Like, all in. Like, I'm laying it all on the line for this one. Because that's mine. Right. And that's what a successful marriage looks like. 
And so if mine can line up to that, I'm good. And the rest we'll figure out on the way. That's it. And it sounds so painful. It is. But it sounds beautiful at the same but look, time. Brie, but what's love without tragedy? I don't think I've ever like voiced this before. And a lot of people won't. But if married people were honest, if married people were honest, if people told you all the joys and all the pains and everything you would have to go through in a marriage, we wouldn't get married. We wouldn't do it. Like, why would I sign up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're not married. Let's look at it like this. You got a Johnny. I got Scooch. We both mothers. So let, that's going to be our common ground for this. If somebody were to tell you prior to being a mother, that you are going to have to go through everything you've been through with a Johnny. Because how old is he? Four. Four? If somebody were to tell you up front, okay, when you drop this baby, this is everything that's going to happen. This is everything that you're going to go through. If somebody had told me all the stuff I was going to have to go through with Scooch in these two years, I would have never got pregnant. And I think it's the same with marriage. Like If, if people would tell you up front, how painful marriage is and how much of a sacrifice it is and how much work it is, you would never do it. You would never do it. Like, why would I sign up for that? But at the same time, if you can get through that tragedy, as you call it, like on the other side of that, man. It's unicorns, rainbows, streets. So dope. So dope. But that's the thing, though. Like, I'm weird. I love a good challenge. Mm -hmm. And I, I love me a good <laughs> challenge. Like, I do. But there's there's parts of the games that I sometimes I be like, I don't think this is worth it. So let me let me turn around and mm -hmm. sit on a bench for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, not saying that entrepreneurship is close to even being married. But how come it's not? You know, I'm just thinking about other people' opinions. But you know, I do have those days where I'm like, okay, is this even worth it? Is it? Is it really like something that I I really want to do? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I can be so committed to my business mm -hmm. and my legacy, mm -hmm. then I have that same ability to be committed to a man mm -hmm. and that's the reason why i have not exed out marriage mm -hmm. because this shit is hard mm -hmm. <laughs> there's 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 days where i don't receive nothing mm -hmm. no praise no mm -hmm. trophies no money mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. but i still have my eye on the prize because i feel it within myself and it's bigger than me mm -hmm. And then on top of this, like, I'm not doing all this for the sake of just making sure that I'm okay in the future. I would love to share all this with a husband, mm -hmm. with a family. Mm -hmm. And we just keep continue to, okay, we got a Breedmore Production Studio in Dallas. Let's get one here. Let's get one there. Let's keep elevating. Let's keep growing. And whatever he got going, let's elevate that. Let's keep mm -hmm. going. Like, mm -hmm. to me, that's like the, the, 
the real dream, not the American dream, but the dream and the the purpose that we have as human beings of really like sharing your blessings with someone. To me, that's like that's gold. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why I have not exed out marriage because mm-hmm. I don't want to get to a point where I'm so successful. I still don't have. I don't. I don't have an identity outside of my business. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Right. I don't want my business yeah. to be the only thing that that motivates me. Mm-hmm. I love being a mother. Mm-hmm. It's it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't <laughs> shit. You know, it's a lot that goes with that, but at the same time, it is beautiful to hear my son mouth out, you know, bring more productions. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, like that's beautiful. So I would love to share this with somebody special. That's my that's my mm-hmm. ultimate dream. But I don't wanna I don't wanna lose what I have in store within myself yeah. to please a dude. Mm-hmm. Like at one point we're gonna have to compromise. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not sharing my Facebook page. D- don't share your Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even on no whole shit. People like, oh, you just wanna be a hoe. No. Bree slash Philly Moore. Right. Like, no. <laughs> we not. No, I we do not. not. No, I just I just want my own shit. Just like I love seeing marriages where, like my cousin, her her, her husband got a whole man cave. Yes, hubs got his own man cave. Like it's cowboy out. Like that room does not exist to me. Like, yeah. Period. Yeah. I got my own little spot in the house. I thought well, I need a she shed, but I got my own little spot in the house. And then we do have like common areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do have. Just like in our home, in our lives, we have spaces that we reserve for like, okay, I'm going to my special place. And he, you know, has his special place he goes. You know, he have, you know, places he visits and friends that he's with. Like, I know them, but like, that's you over there. Go go do you. And I'm going to go do me. I see you at dinner. I love that. But you, you have to... You have to be in a marriage where your spouse is willing to, like, meet me halfway. Like, understand that I'm all in for this marriage, but I do need, you know, my safe spaces. Do you think, um, do you think it's extreme to think of your marriage, like, to compare your marriage to the love that Jesus had for the church? Do I think it's extreme? No. Um... Is it like a tough? It's something to it's something to aspire to, definitely. But with it being so, I guess so lofty a goal, you're never complacent doing whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's extreme to compare my marriage to the relationship between jesus christ in the church because at the end of the day like don't you want somebody that's all in for you don't you want somebody that's willing to like go the distance for you somebody that's willing to sacrifice it all for you someone who has your best interest at heart someone who made provisions for you um somebody that cares for you like and thinks of you before themselves like really puts you first Mm -hmm. before them 
That's not too much to ask. No. If you really think about it, it's I, not too much to I ask. I always compare my journey to, to Jesus' story. Okay. If the fact that Jesus had so much faith, especially mm-hmm. in times where it wasn't nothing to be hopeful about, mm-hmm. I feel like all of us should apply that. Even if you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. But if you read that story, I feel like his story is a divine story for us to like pull from mm-hmm. for all aspects of life. Like the minute that you feel down, the minute that you feel like, you know what, mm-hmm. this is too much for me. You asking God questions like, why mm-hmm. me? Why do I have to go through this? Mm-hmm. You need to go and you need to read that story mm-hmm. because even within all those those um, moments, those chaotic moments, and he know he was going to get set up. He know mm-hmm. he was going to be betrayed, but he still stick to the plan mm-hmm. because God gave him that vision. Very much the underdog. What? His own people. It be your own people. It be your own people. His own people looked at him and was like, who are you? He was like, bro, I'm one of y'all. Like, I'm just trying to take y'all with me. Didn't get no respect. No respect. None. Set up all even, the time. Even the devil tested him, took him to the highest yep. mountain, and said, You can have all this. What's up? What you got? Nope. I'm like, good. I'm sticking to the like I'm and that first, first of all, that's mine anyway. Exact, like I'm good. I'm good. And then it's like to me that that's that story within the story is a great example of the the distractions that we get. Mm-hmm. We so easily to be like, okay, well, this person offer me this, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go this way because it's a quicker way to my destination when all you have to do is just stick to the plan, stick mm-hmm. to the purpose. When you get to that destination, you don't own nobody's shit. Nothing. Because Nothing. it's yours. You don't work for it. And I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't have moments where I'm like, man, I need, I need some clout. <laughs> Because you see all these girls on Instagram popping because of their affiliations with their baby daddies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? Let me find me a baby daddy. Or let me let me pop off with my, my baby daddy pop off. Let me share. Like, it's like, no, keep, stay to the plan. Stick to the plan. Just continue to take the route that God have destined for you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be straight. That's it. So it's like Jesus gave up all that, all them sacrifices, had to look people in the eye and say, you're going to betray me to get to that. I know you're going to betray me, but still, come eat. I know know you're going to do do me dirty, but come sit at my table and eat with me. Most of us came and sit at the table with ex-coworkers or ex-friends. Exes, period. Exes, period. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I read the Bible. <laughs> so what um what advice do you have for anybody that's interested in getting married as a married woman for six years now? Six years now, be seven in April. If you if you are considering marriage, go to marriage counseling. Mm. If you're not in a couple, wait, you're did not you go to marriage a couple? Do you go to marriage counseling before? Are doing? Why not both? Mm. I was. We never did marriage counseling. Let me tell you why we did marriage. Did not do marriage counseling. This might tell you a little bit about where my head was at when I got married at twenty three. I didn't want to do marriage counseling because I thought it was going to talk me out of wanting to get married. 
And because people that I knew that had done marriage counseling were doing it as like a reactive thing. Like it was, okay, well, our stuff is falling apart. So let's go try it. Let's go to marriage counseling to fix it. But why not do marriage counseling as like preventive maintenance? Like do that before you get married. Yeah. Like when the conversation comes up, start going to counseling. If you're not seeing a therapist or a counselor or a life coach or whatever as an individual, do that too. Because you need to be set up as an individual first. Like you need to be a whole person. A lot of people run to a marriage because they're trying to like be a whole that way because like they like, okay, well, I got my part. And if they bring their part, then we just going to be a whole. Like, no, no, no. Like you already broke. Like you're not a whole person. Like you're broken already. So you can't like. You ever try to like put a puzzle together and get to like the and it's like a piece missing and you didn't did all this work and at the end it's like well that was for nothing because the piece was missing right it's the same way with a marriage like you got to come in with all your pieces like all your pieces together so like oh, go wow. go to counseling as an individual if you're already dating um, if you don't want like a formal counselor type setting like go go talk to your married friend. Go have dinner with your married friends. Um, get you somebody that you trust, like one of your girls that will give you, look, I need you to give me the good, the bad, the ugly, everything about marriage before I walk into it. Like, I need to know the whole game. Like, tell me the part you don't even feel comfortable discussing with your husband. Like, give me right so I know what I'm walking into. Because a lot of times we don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice. Because I think I learned this the the hard way of men say like <laughs> my biggest thing when it when it comes to relationships is like having those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Like why are you lie to me, Bree? And I'd be like, oh, damn, do we really have to have this conversation? Know. You know what? No, let's talk about um what happened on power with this today. Like, let's let's know. talk about that. No. Like, no, no, let's have this conversation. I'm like, oh my God. And then I will add more lines. Because I'm not, like you said, I'm not whole. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready mm-hmm. to really deal mm-hmm. with what I have um, started. Yeah. And so I would cowardly eliminate those type of conversations mm-hmm. or just continue to add more lies mm-hmm. to the situation. And to me, it took me being single for me to realize that huge flaw. Mm-hmm. So I think... I haven't, I, I've never been married, but the last relationship that I was in, it was a long distance relationship. So I I learned the the true value of communication mm-hmm. and having those, yes. <laughs> having those hard yes. conversations. And I'm like, yes. okay, even though it was hard, but it's so refreshing mm-hmm. to let go and be honest up front, then just continue to have, like Erica Badu say, all those bags. Yeah, you have to be willing. Yeah, you got to be willing to have those hard conversations. You have to, because they will come up. And I know for me, one thing that helps is um, I have like my best friend. Like this girl know where all the bodies is buried. Like <laughs> if something happened to me, she is the only person on this earth that got like all my account passwords. Like oh, this shit. is it. Like my husband don't got them. She got them. Oh. Like me and her are like joined at the hip. But even as close as we are, if it's stuff pertaining to my marriage, I don't discuss it with her. Like, she knows that, like, we don't discuss my marriage, like, the details of, of, like, 
marriage. Like I'll talk to her about marriage. Um, I'll you know give Is her she advice. Single? She's single. Okay. I'll like I'll give her the game, but like if if me and my husband are going through some stuff and I need to vent, I write it down in my journal. Like I don't I don't give that energy to other people. Like my marriage, like that's our that's like our sacred union. And so I make sure that I'm in the right head space. And if I need to pray, like if I gotta pray about it, if I gotta like journal about it, whatever I need to do, but I need to talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you know you go venting the other and you see it and you see it when you know people dating in relationships and they go all venting and then after that and got it off their chest, they good and now you pissed off at her man and they back together and you like sis we hate him like yeah, that was yeah. just into it and and but we talked about it like we worked it out like we married that's what we do like I don't need everybody else's opinion in my marriage. Like, that is so true. I'm going to talk, before I talk to anybody else, I'm going to talk to him about it. Mm. And I learned that from him. Because I used to, like, where I would normally go and be like, girl, look, this is going on. Now, he's just like, if it's something going on, if it's something I'm doing, if I'm not right, if it's something you unhappy about, if I'm falling off somewhere, if you unhappy in any, like, in any aspect of our marriage, like, let me know so we can work on it. Because the moment you go outside your marriage to try to fix your marriage, come on now. No third parties. No third parties. Uh-uh. No third parties. If you need and like, objective, like, if the issue is so heavy, you need an objective third party, Go together with a counselor or like a trusted friend that's also married. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's Don't give really me really good advice. Friends. That's really good advice. And I I just recently um was in a wedding party and everybody was like giving advice to my aunt that was about to get married, mm-hmm. and one of my cousins pointed out something. Pretty much what you just said, and she was like, my advice to you is to never go to your single friends about your marriage. That's number one. And number two, she was like, never go vent to someone that cannot give you a solution. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm not going to tell you to leave your husband Mm -hmm. if I don't have a house for you to stay in. Exactly. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. like the most amazing advice Ever. And a lot of times, single people get offended when you be like, look, don't go to your single friends for advice on your marriage. And they be like, but single people have been in relationships and we can, you know, we can offer like, a yeah, but you, all of your advice is going to be from the perspective of a single person. And this issue, if you haven't like walked this way, you won't be able to give me what I need. Yeah. Like a bald head man can't sell me no grease to grow my hair. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're not gonna take fashion advice from me. Like, you see how I'm dressed? Like, no, no. That's true, though. That's true. That's true. That's 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 good advice. So, guys, we about to wrap it up. Um, Candice, do you want to tell the people? Because I know people gonna love you. Oh, I love y'all too. Okay, so you can find me. Um, if you, I know we've talked a lot about the Bible. Um, I have a devotional blog called It's Dash of Salt Ministry. You can find me on Instagram, 
Dash of Salt Ministry. I'm on Facebook, Dash of Salt Ministry. If you are interested in devotions that are really relatable and just something uplifting and motivational week to week, just text the word DASH to the number 345-345. And you can sign up for my um, weekly devotions. That's that. And I need to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Candace, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being honest about marriage. No problem. That's dope. Because I told myself in 2020, I'm going to stop acting the way I've been acting. I'm going to settle down. (laughs) Get it it out your system. (laughs) Whatever you need to do. You got what? Three more months? Three more months. Five months. It is a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm single, so you might as well hit me up. You know, take me out on a day. Can't promise you nothing, but um, yeah. Twenty twenty. I'm gonna settle down. Don't settle down. Thank you guys so much for listening to the More Productions podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and y'all know the um, sixth annual More Productions fashion show. It's around the corner. It's November 9th. Make sure you go get your tickets. Tickets are on sale right now. You can go to Eventbrite. You can um, use the, the search bar to look up Bremore Productions, or you can go to bremore.com slash tickets. You don't want to miss out on this fashion show. Continue to support the Bremore Productions podcast. We are very appreciative of your ears. Thank you. Peace.